Radical, episode 182. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. I'm your host, Shane Hazel. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, it has been busy. I, uh, I've been all over the place in terms of work and working here and just trying to get everything ready for uh, in-house guests here uh, tomorrow. It will be Saturday. We're having the guys from the uh, Georgia Mises Caucus in here to talk about uh, what's going to be happening down in Atlanta uh, for the uh, the January convention here. It's uh, it's kind of one of the first ones in uh, 2021 to kick off the convention season. And uh, it looks like I'm probably headed down to Alabama in February, Florida, uh, and then possibly up to Tennessee in March for conventions. But this is one of the things that um, we've got to get ready for. You got to you know if, if we're going to make a, a big damn difference, not only in our states but in the LNC at national and and really change um, the Libertarian Party uh, and, and focus it on decentralization rather than uh, the milk toast, uh, very, oh man, just soft Libertarians we have in the LNC right now. Like we, we've got a lot of work to do uh, and we've got a lot of organization going on that we're going to show you guys about and get you excited about and get you activated and and, and move out. So at any rate, uh, it is early on Friday morning. Uh, thank you guys for being with me. Um, a lot going on right now. I mean, just absolute tons going on in the news. We've got uh, the Rogan and Malone uh, podcast that we're going to cover a little bit. We've got uh, we we've been making news uh, thanks to you guys. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Marjorie Taylor Greene's comments on Timcast, and thanks to uh, Medic for uh, for putting in, I guess the the money to ask the question at the end of the show. I think it. I mean. They were dancing all around it the entire show. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, her comments and maybe a little bit about January 6th. The, the the day that it will live in infamy is the I don't know biggest fucking overreaction uh, out there. But before we get started, if you, will, if you love the show, uh, you want to support the show, you can go out to patreon.com slash radical pod. If you have anything to bring to my attention, you can uh, send it over to uh, my email at shane at radicalpod.com. And uh, if you want to support the show and you don't have a lot of money and you just want to lift my spirits and bump us up in the algorithms, you can go to Apple and leave a five-star review. I will read it right here. And I uh, appreciate all of those you, you guys that have. Thank you guys for becoming patrons, the overwhelming sharing, the support, the growing of a real principled libertarian message that's based in peace and liberty and consent and free markets. Like, man, this stuff is not hard. Um, and where, you know, where we're fighting, where we're outraged by what's going on with this goddamn murder cult, like we're winning, we're kicking ass right now. And it's apparent because they're just ideas. We're not spending tons and tons and tons of money doing anything out in the, in, in the public eye, not to mention being blacked out, being banned, uh, from, from all sorts of social media outlets. Like I've got two strikes on YouTube. I'm, I'm probably going to get banned on Twitter very, very soon, I imagine. Oh, and by the way, um, I went over to Getter. Um, I'm telling you right now, I love the guys over at uh, Hive.io. I think you should check them out. I think you should open accounts there. Um, and, you know, I, I know I keep talking about it. I know, know I keep hitting around that it's early for those guys. But, you know, get in. Um, get in over there. Um, and then, you know, in the meantime, when you've got giants – like, you know, Tim, uh, Tim Pool and Joe Rogan and a lot of the other really, really big names in podcasting with giant audiences that are moving together right now to just 
make sure that their their people know where they are. I mean, it is it's absolutely imperative that we have things like this going on. We have uh, some type of uh, you know, I guess continuity uh, in terms of being able to communicate with each other until we can get those guys uh, over on Hive.io or. I don't know, possibly something better. Like I'm, I'm always open to ideas about this kind of stuff. So um, without further ado, guys, yesterday, I guess um, a couple of days before that, I started the um, Malone and um, Joe Rogan podcast. If you haven't heard it, it is two, I think a little over two hours of just maybe one of the most important interviews, discussions of our time. Um Robert Malone, I mean, that guy, he was essential in creating mRNA. He, you know, he's got patents on it. He also uh, didn't have any type of, you know, money wrapped up in it. And the bombs that that guy drops with a cool, calm, level head as he's being, um, you know, defeated uh, in, in social media, I guess, blacked out, um, was, was really, I mean, just... It was stunning to watch, to, to, to listen to the, I mean, it will make you irate and, 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 and like for all the right reasons. I mean, there's, there's not, um, you know, there, the, the idea that, um, they, you know, they'll trust the science and trust the doctors and, and trust the pathologists and the vaccinologists and, um, the, the guys that have studied and are absolute brains or, you know, that that's, that's the mainstream media push is trust, 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 trust. And anybody who disagrees with them is being silenced. This is, I mean, this is what we've seen in history. Anybody who disagrees with the state and the state narrative, with the propagandists, with the uh, companies that are funding these organizations, the banks that are funding these organizations has been silenced. This is, I mean, in history, you're not on the good side if you're silencing people. And I'll say it again. If, you, if you're silencing people, you're on the wrong side of history. Your, your arguments can't stand the arena of ideas. And it's, it's apparent more than ever right now. And you think that governments and banks and Twitter and the social media companies, you think for a second that you're going to out-innovate the rest of the world when you're oppressing them with the technology that they have? You're out of your fucking minds. You're psychopaths. And I mean, verifiably, you know, at this point, you're you're all psychopaths. And that's, you know, I, th I think people are seeing it plain as day. And we've seen, you know, the psychopaths in Australia get more and more heavy-handed. We've seen the psychopaths in Austria, in places like Italy, uh, I mean, all over Europe where they are using dogs on people that are out protesting the lockdowns, protesting the, the passports. Like, that's who we are. That's who we should be. That is the absolute message that anybody and everybody who is fighting this fight should be talking about. I mean, I don't know. Like, to see this in real time uh, in, in our lifetimes is absolutely amazing i did want to get into um there's a there's a pretty good article out there uh in uh let's see this is the covidworld.com and uh i i thought i'd kind of talk about it a little bit here and there the 
they had some takeaways. And, you know, when I was driving around uh, earlier in the week, kind of looking uh, at some things and unfortunately attending um, a funeral, uh, it was, you know, it wasn't easy for me to sit there and take notes. But when I was, you know, looking at this, I was just like, boy, I mean, the amount of knowledge for a, a man who has been in this, you know, science from the very beginning, who has patents on this, who is completely divorced of this thing financially, who is speaking out against this regime, this murder cult. Um, I think we've got to, we've got a lot of pushback here, you know, and that's the thing is he was careful about his words. He was careful about his, um, his, you know, I guess, you know, ability to uh, provide why they're doing these things, but gave a lot of facts into why things are happening the way they are. Um, and I mean, I think most of it is, you know, a lot of it's what we've heard. He's con- he basically, he's confirmed um, a lot of what, you know, we've, we know and what we've been talking about in terms of why things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine were shut down, why the, um, you know, that why there's all sorts of, you know, heart damage and lung damage and renal failure from things like remdesivir, the things that they were pushing in the very beginning, why ventilators have, have caused, you know, people to die, why nurses are speaking out about these things. Uh, and, you know, that's one of the things that really struck me about this whole thing. Um, the financial incentives that have been pushed to the hospitals, to the physicians in the hospitals, to the staff in the hospitals, to label people COVID positive, whether they are coming in for a hangnail or whether they have a, you know, a gunshot wound to the face and are dead on arrival. What, what they've done is they've incentivized the hospitals to swab these people, to test them, to see if they're COVID positive, because in the, at the end of the day, apparently um, what they're getting is money for each type of COVID related uh, person that enters their doors. So, um, you know, this is this is a long list of things. But one of the things that Joe asked uh, Malone uh, was about that financial incentive. And Malone said that the hospitals are reimbursed around three thousand dollars for every covid-19 diagnosis. Treatment protocols are withheld because the hospitals are further incentivized to use remdesivir and ventilators, which are also linked to renal failure, lung damage and deadly uh uh, infection. It doesn't. It doesn't matter why the individual was initially hospitalized, whether they were suffering from the underlying conditions, uh, mediation uh, errors, delayed surgeries, etc. If the hospital suspects COVID nineteen or can get a positive reading on a high cycle threshold PCR test, the hospital can fraudulently declare a COVID nineteen diagnosis and being reimbursed for their medical fraud and malpractices. Now, um, he was talking about some of the the step-ups from just, you know, uh, $3,000 for a diagnosis. He was talking about um, somewhere around $30,000 for somebody who's put on a vent, 
four. Um, and these were, you know, kind of off the top of his head. Um, and, you know, quite a bit of money also for anybody who comes in uh, and, and pops positive and, and dies. You know, like these things are, I, I mean, insane to me. The, the fact that they've, in, they've incentivized through the government. And that's the thing is, this is government incentivized. This is things led by the CDC, the FDA. This is government. This is what they do. They, they push and they push and they push regulation. And what it does is it protects uh, industries and corporations that, you know, want regulation, that want to be, uh, I don't know, propped up to accept, you know, this, this monopoly on force and violence. You know, that's what they're doing. They're gaming the system. And so whenever, whenever anybody comes into a hospital for anything, Boy, first thing you do is test them for for COVID-19 to get extra money. And that absolutely trashes what your information is. It's it's like, you know, uh, banks and then the economy is, you know, when you stop price signals, what you're stopping is information. You're stopping, you know, what intelligence we can gather from this, you know, from a kind of a, a sterile environment. This is no longer a sterile environment. This is a incentivized environment, which leads to corruption. It leads to graft. It leads to all sorts of bad things. And we're seeing it absolutely stunning. Um, when he was talking about this, one of the other things, um, that was, I mean, just maddening about this conversation was when Joe had, uh, asked, um, about, you know, T cells and B cell uh, memory and what they were talking about in terms of Israel. So Israel is one of the most vaccinated and one of the most, um, I, I guess, boost, boosted uh, nations on earth. And when you look at the states around Israel uh, that are far less compliant in terms of their population and getting uh, not only uh, the, the the shots and the vaccines and the jabs and the boosters, they have an overwhelmingly higher, um, you know, I guess um, I, I should say lower positivity rate. They have a a much lower mortality rate. Like those things that you know they are pushing, and the thing that they talked about in terms of um, the I don't know the the, the push in Israel is like Israel is exclusively a Pfizer shot nation exclusively and to be exclusive and to have the negative side effects that they've had and the numbers that they've had them with the amount of people that have been vaccinated just further confirms what we've all said all along, which between the government, the propagandist, and the rest of the people in their pockets that are being paid out by them, boy, you can't make this kind of shit up. So, it, you know, one of the one of the things the article is talking about, and Malone uh, concurred that the vaccines are leading to negative efficacy, which means it's not working, and it's not only not working, it's going the other way. It's it, there was a there was a report that came out the other day um, that shows that the people who are vaxxed and boosted are actually more likely to get Omicron. And I mean, I don't know. 
probably get banned for talking about this kind of stuff. It says, like in uh, Denmark studies, as doses are increased, individuals become more and more prone to infection. In Israel, the citizens are being concerned, uh, are being coerced to take a fourth dose. And the data shows enhanced disease in the vaccinated. I'm going to read that again. It shows enhanced disease, not just infection, but disease in vaccinated people. Their B and T memory cells are being trained to attack a spike protein that has long since mutated, setting the vaccinated up for antibody-dependent enhancement, autoimmune issues, and cancer. I mean, boy, it is... It's crazy. Um, the, I mean, that's the thing is this, this, this two hours was filled with so much information. Um, the, one of the other things that I wanted to bring to your attention was um, the myocarditis and in, in, um, young men, especially um, it, it, after being vaccinated. Uh, Malone was talking about the infertility risk due to the effect of lipid nanoparticles on women's ovaries. And this is one of the subjects that I wanted to talk about and kind of take a moment. Like if, if people have any understanding about like, you're a test subject in this, like they don't have data. They couldn't have data. They have no way of knowing this is all of this stuff is brand new. And they're going to suggest that you're vaccinating your children or anybody that's considering vaccinating their children or boosting their children or anything like that, especially, I mean, like you could, you could literally have, they could have negative side effects for the rest of their life up into including death and infertility. And I want you to stop and think about that. I want you to stop and think about vaccinating your child, your little girl, and then 20 30 years down the line, I don't know. It depends on how young, I guess, you, you vaccinate them. But when they're hitting the age, when they're going to start having kids, finding out that they were injected by you for something that you didn't understand, by then we're going to have even more, like we're going to have 20-20 vision on this kind of stuff. Think about that. And years to come, this is going to become even more clear what a fraudulent, half-baked, coercive, despotic response by government this was. And they're going to go, hey, mom, dad, why on earth did you put this in my body? I can't have kids. I mean, it's literally sending women in a menopause, young women, and it's going to destroy the reproductive lives. And that, oh boy, you want to talk about all the ramifications for that in a you know population that's already slowing in growth. I don't know. Maybe that's something that hasn't been talked about a lot. You know, obviously the, the American you know population has been slowing uh, for a, a long time in terms of its numbers. And, you know, year after year after year. Um, you know, Americans aren't replacing themselves. It's not that humans aren't replacing themselves, but American and American culture, um, the idea of freedom and liberty and all that kind of stuff is not. And maybe that's part of it. You know, maybe that's, you know, more, I guess, 
the conspiracy side, but at this point, Jesus Christ, there's not a lot of conspiracies left. You know, the idea that, you know, you would sterilize a country like this, the push, the overwhelming push so that, you know, a country can't reproduce or can't reproduce at a, you know, higher rate. I don't know. I have no idea. I would say, you know, um, maybe you're kicking yourself in the foot because, or, you know, the idea that you're going to go after a population that is scared, that is holding, you know, the water for Democrats and these scumbags that are, you know, basically doing fear porn 24 seven, what you're going to end up doing as the Fauci's and everybody else out there is reducing your own people in terms of birth rate. So I don't know. Is that the silver lining in all this? I have no idea. Uh, it's my, my eternal optimism coming through. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I, 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 I went through this and I, you know, made quite a bit of, you know, mental notes. And I, I want to go back into the, the, uh, the spike protein and the, how it causes things like blood clots. Uh, they, this, they discussed uh, censorship and um, the, the, the Pfizer trial. You know, one of the, the, the young girls, uh, basically, you know, she had a vaccine injury and all they did was talk about how it was uh, basically a stomachache, right? Like that was it. And it wasn't. She was, she was absolutely, um, you know, she was having major, major issues with, with blood clots. Um, and they, 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 they hit it. They hit all of this type of stuff from the very beginning. They, they knew about it. They hit it. And what happens? I mean, anybody and everybody who's been scared into taking this, who has been coerced into taking this has been put at risk by their, by the corporations, by this government, by people that are pushing this, that are not doctors, that are not, um, you know, that are not scientists. And the fact that they've shut people up. Um, I've talked about the the hydroxychloroquine uh, and the ivermectin in the past. Um, The, I guess, you know, the World Health Organization had a lot to do with that. Um, obviously, billions of doses have been uh, administered. I mean, I mean, like 4 billion doses have been administered worldwide safely. Um, it's got a, you know, a Nobel Peace Prize in terms of, or I should say a Nobel Prize in terms of ivermectin. Uh, and I think that was 2015. It's just, this, this, is, who, this is who these monsters are. And, and it was beautifully, beautifully outlined. Uh, and I, I would, would definitely tell you, go out there and go listen to this. You will be absolutely enraged um, by by what they're doing. I mean, it's nuts. Absolutely crazy. So let's move on um, because you guys are awesome. And because you are sharing this and this audience is growing and I don't know, the ideas of peace and liberty and um, consent are flooding this 
bear, you know, how do you say bear market in terms of um, liberty in America? You know, we've got something. We've got a stock here. We've got a a real value um, that when enough people wake up, and we've got uh, people who are tired of the censorship, who are tired of the lies, who are tired of the tyranny, who are tired of the force and coercion, who are ready to call out not only their governors, their AGs, their representatives, the legislature, the justices, their sheriffs, their mayors. When you're ready to take a stand, we are here. And this thing is going to skyrocket. And we're getting very close to that point. Extremely close to that point. This is the track record in the thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of radical and the guests that we've had on and the subjects we've talked about. These people have no idea that when they finally get a hold of this kind of stuff and when the bell curve that we're already starting to experience just explodes in 2022, they're going to see it and they're not going to be able to unsee it. And we're, you know, I don't care what happens on Twitter. I don't care what happens on YouTube. I don't care what happens on Facebook. There's going to be a, a way we are going to find other ways to do this. And I'm, that's why I'm so busy. I'm building things in the background every chance I get. So um, let's go over to Tibcast. Um, and I just want to take a second before we start with um, Tim is a friend. Um, uh, went on his show back, I uh, believe it was either, I think it was October time for him. Um, and had a great time. Uh, Tim and company, uh, the rest of them got swatted last night. And I want to take a second just to say how, uh, absolutely grotesque. I think that is how, um, I don't know, morally, ethically, and mentally bankrupt it is to do something like that to, you know, uh, a guy like Tim pool and his, um, his people, they are some of the nicest people. And I can tell you that from being there. I mean, he's got a, um, a great place, uh, you know, that they, they do production work out of it's loaded with huge minds and great big hearts and just really good people, whether you agree with all of them or not, they're good people. Um, and I will tell you the fact that people are trying to swat guys like Tim Pool and his crew. Oh, man. Shots fired, man. That could have resulted in something absolutely tragic. You know, a, a police officer or a SWAT team responding to something like that, where they come into a compound, which is what Tim has and say something to the effect of we're here to search because you got a call that there were, there have been shots fired and people are, are being killed here. Those guys go in hot blood's pumping. Uh, they, you know, a lot of them don't have the, the proper training they go back to gross motor skills and then somebody gets killed or injured or, I mean, you know, that, that's what I, I don't understand the lack of humanity, the lack of understanding. I hope this was some stupid punk kid that is going to learn his lesson. I do. And if it's an adult who should know better and 
I, this is the type of person that I hope goes to prison. This is the type of person that I hope uh, finds out just what it means to use force and coercion against other people. Like this is insanity. So uh, I'm glad they're all right. Um, there's some clips of it out there on uh, on YouTube and on the air. I mean, it happened while they were on the air uh, and it was absolutely crazy. But um, my best to Tim and, and the rest of you guys up there. Um, glad you're all okay. And boy, I tell you what, I hope you guys find the, the bastard or bitch that did this. So at any rate, um, it just so happens that Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a Georgia representative, if you don't know her, I'm, I'd be shocked, especially here in Georgia. Um, she's talked about us just recently. Um, she was the one I talked about in, um, I guess, the end of 2021, who put together a string of treats, uh, a string of tweets about engaging and listening to libertarians. And at the end of the show, um, Medic, who I think I know who you are, um, had dropped a, you know, dropped some money and asked uh, a question. And Tim asked it of Marjorie Taylor Greene. I want you to, to hear it. And then I'm going to talk about it a little bit. And um, we're, we're going to do some things. All right. Medic says, Tim, ask Marjorie if she would support Shane Hazel for governor. Brian Kemp and Vernon Jones are just rhinos. Republicans won't save Georgia from Stacey Abrams and the Democrats look into the Libertarian Party Mises caucus. Are you familiar with? All right. So I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) Spoiler. Marjorie Taylor Greene does not say whether she will support me or not. And honestly, I think, you know, it's one of those very telling things that she is already saying, you know, you need to listen to him. I'm going to I'm going to put this out on Twitter and she just got banned from Twitter, too. So uh, to talk about Malone and Marjorie Taylor Greene in the same podcast, I guess I'm probably pushing uh, some limits here. However, uh, the, she's right. She, the Republicans will never, ever, ever have libertarians back, you know, as long as I'm around here in Georgia. We're like we're done. We're not we're not Republican light. We you know, we're not even former, you know, quote unquote Republicans, I guess, former neocon, um, so to speak, but not be like it's it can't be reconciled. And that's what I want to point out as she kind of gives her answer to Tim. Um, yeah. Medic, you're right on. Uh, I think it was a great question. I think, you know, thank Tim for, you know, having, um, you know, me on and for for asking this question. I think it's you know, well worthwhile to see where they're at. And I'll tell you right now, Republicans in Georgia, you would be smart to dump the Republican Party. It would be absolute national news. You want to talk about energizing a base towards liberty, towards freedom, towards decentralization, towards peace, towards consent, towards anything and everything that you ever thought America was supposed to be like real, unbridled freedom. Not perfect, but definitely at the opposite end of the spectrum of tyranny. This is waiting to happen. This is a powder keg waiting to blow. And it's going to take some early adopters, which I think Marjorie Taylor Greene is kind of on the fence because of how she's been treated within the Republican Party. I think there's probably some drawbacks um, in terms of me not being you know, pro-Trump. Um, 
she is very, very, very pro-Trump, um, which I'd like to talk to her about. Like there is, I don't understand. Um, I understand being pro-Americans. I understand being pro-freedom and liberty and consent I, I, and peace. I understand all of those things probably better than most, especially in politics, for God's sakes. But um, let's let's hear Marjorie Taylor Greene's answer or, or non-answer, uh, political answer at that. Party. I, I'm not as familiar. I know who Shane Hazel is. Um, he was he ran as a Republican before, I believe. And then he ran as a libertarian uh, for Senate. And now he's a libertarian uh, for governor. I think our, our real problem right. is. I think so there's the some inaccuracies. Um, yes, I did run as a Republican uh, in 2018 uh, and found what the machine is. And a lot of people from guys like Faux Bishop and, you know, whatever crowd that is that continue to tell me to run as a Republican. I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't make any sense. You will absolutely get crushed in a primary. You will never make it out of the primary. You will not get pressed. You will get blackballed from debates. You will get blackballed from polls, which are dependent, obviously, on each other. And when that happens, nobody is going to hear you at all, especially in the general, which is what most people pay attention to. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. I know people are pushing primaries. I know Tim is actually pushing primaries. Take it from a guy that's actually been through a primary, a Republican primary. It is some of the dirtiest, nastiest, backstabbing bullshit of cowards and groupies and flunkies and people who just want to be close to the ring of power. Like, that's not what we're looking for. We are not. I am not looking for that. I am looking to decentralize power. I am looking to get people away from this centralized idea. When. D.C. doesn't exist in our lives anymore. We'll be better off when the state of Georgia isn't taxing us to death. We'll be better off when we can reach out and touch the people who are enforcing laws like murder, rape, assault, kidnapping, coercion, those type of things. That's when we will be better off when we have convinced our sheriffs and mayors that only violent criminals need to be harassed, caged or killed. We will be better off. This is not Marjorie Taylor Greene's understanding of where we are. She is still a nationalist. And I understand this love of America. I don't understand it to the point of Abraham Lincoln, to the point where we're going to kill each other to preserve the union. Millions and millions and millions of people, if people like her, have their way, will die. Because we cannot be saved in terms of the national government will never be fixed. It cannot be fixed. It's all predicated on economics. And as long as there is a U.S. fiat Federal Reserve, you know, note going around, as long as that's the system that they're under, nobody will ever be free. She doesn't understand that. And that's Okay, but it's not who I am. It's not where I, I I will ever be again. I am not a Republican. And I probably wasn't even a Republican when I was a Republican because I just didn't have the information. 
I hadn't done the study. I hadn't done the reading. I hadn't listened because I had been deprived and I had been force fed narratives through media and through government indoctrination centers. And I'll tell you right now, what's very encouraging to me is hearing people around this nation now calling them government indoctrination camps. I love it. I'm, I can't tell you how excited that makes me. That's because guys like you, guys and girls that are listening to this show that talk about this, that use this kind of language on Twitter and social media and everything else. Our language is catching on because it makes sense. And it is absolutely exposing these people for the frauds and the liars that they are. All right, let's let her go on. The Republican Party has failed libertarians by ostracizing them and pushing them out. I, I really think that people like Shane Hazel, where did he start? He started as a Republican. So that's why I urged uh, Republicans in Georgia. That they All right. So let's let's talk about a little bit why um, I think this is somewhat political on her part to say something like that. Did I start as a Republican? I did. But that was because I started from a place of indoctrination and ignorance and arrogance. When you start to understand what libertarianism is versus what republicanism is, what is, you know, obviously foundational to me is the idea that the constitution was a coup. It was pulled off by the aristocratic combination, the guys that I call the murder cult. It was the bankers, Hamilton. It was the politicians, Madison, um, John Jay. Um, and, and, you know, obviously um, the, the, the people that came down on their side, the people who were in, you know, the, the corporations. When we incorporated America under a constitutional republic, that was a coup. Ask the anti-federalist all day, every day. I had no idea. You know, in American indoctrination camps, they tell you that, you know, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and all these people on the federalist and nationalist side were heroes. There's monuments, giant monuments built to them on the mall for what they've done for this political aristocratic combination that I call the vertical banks, politicians, their propagandists and the corporations. There is a club. You're not in it. It's them. And it's us and Republicans support them. They think they only support, you know, the corporations, right? Like that's, that's okay in their eyes. The, the, the fascist corporations they've supported all along. Like the Democrats think that they only support the benevolent government. The problem is, is all these people at the upper levels, they're all buddies. Look at what happened to Epstein. Look at, look at what's going on in the world around Bill Gates. Look at what's going on in the world around the social media titans. Like they all talk, they all hang out. They're all using each other in terms of power and propaganda and money to do everything that they want to do to you, Republicans and Democrats. And to, to sit there and say that I'm somehow a, you know, I started out as a Republican. Well, I'm going to tell you, Marjorie, like I've evolved and i and I don't mean that as like, I'm better. I don't. It's just time and effort in the study of real truth, real grounding, 
Austrian economics versus Keynesian economics and the ideas of peace and where, you know, human conditions have flourished in places that have been peaceful. The idea that only, you know, violent crimes require a response from the community and that vice, as we talked about in the last podcast, is not a crime. And she doesn't believe that. A lot of Republicans don't believe that. A lot of Republicans still want to fight a drug war. That they'll never win. That will destroy their communities. That will destroy families, which they pretend or they talk about. And they have this cognitive distance. You want to talk about destroying families? The drug war's done it. The introduction of more and more regulation, the introduction of more force and coercion into peaceful people's lives, just because somebody uses cannabis, which is a natural plant, which Christians in Genesis 29, I'm going to point you there. It is a natural plant of earth. And if you're telling me that your God messed up, that your God is fallible, then I'm going to question you and your judgment. Cannabis and psilocybin, both naturally occurring, I don't know, naturally occurring medicines. They're felonies. And you guys are okay with that. And she was talking about in this show uh, when I was, when I listened to it, about how, you know, she and the rest of Congress, I mean, Luke was saying that they should all be drug tested. I'm going to tell you right now, I think all of Congress, I think the everybody in government should probably have to sit down, smoke a bowl together, smoke a joint or do some psilocybin together and realize what their ego has cost everybody else. You want to talk about megalomaniacs having an aha moment. Megalomaniacs sit down and have a giant spiritual experience together, left, right, communists, anarchists, I don't give a shit. Do some psilocybin, smoke a bowl, have some cannabis. That would be the best thing that Congress could possibly do. I guarantee you the defection rate at that point, I think some people would just absolutely quit. There would probably even be some suicides because a lot of them probably couldn't handle the idea of what they've done, not only to Americans, but the rest of the world using force and coercion and the regulatory bureaucracy bullshit against us. Yeah. <laughs> Should they be drug tested? I don't know. Maybe. I I don't think most of them are doing uh, cannabis or psilocybin. I think a lot of them are, are drunks. They're just mad, angry drunks that drink tons and tons of alcohol. But that's okay. That's a legal substance, right? Yeah, not cannabis. Not psilocybin. Definitely don't give it to veterans because God knows... The, the destructive nature that that would have on give me a break um outside of that yeah i'm i'm not a republican i'm not coming back to the republican side and if i can help you see why marjorie like listen if anybody's out there that knows marjorie or her staff and has their contact information let me know we should be talking we should you know and, and she's going to take her own advice you should listen you should come have a sit down at this table. We're not that far away. You live in Rome. I think that's uh, less than an hour away. You've got an open invite. 
uh, to come sit in here in the new studio on Radical. And let's have a, a real conversation about this kind of stuff because I think you're probably a pretty good person. I think you've possibly and probably like most Americans had your head filled for most of your life with some half truths, some language that is absolute nonsense and some very conflicting ideas and to, to hash those out. And I mean, I don't even care if they're on camera, honestly, I'm here to spread the idea of liberty and peace and consent. And whether that's on camera or off camera, like that's, I'm down to do it. And I think we should be having those conversations. I think you should take your own advice. I think you should listen because I've got a mountain of information for you. Absolute mountains of information for you. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my good friend, Angela Pence, who's running for her position in the, in the house. She is not unopposed. Um, and Angela Pence from the Libertarian Party, who is a great, great friend and a huge, huge asset uh, to our, our liberty movement down here um, and nationwide, honestly, is, uh, is seeking that seat. She's, she's amazing. So um, I'm going to go back into, and, and let her finish her, her little thoughts here. But it's, it's interesting. The libertarian views, um, because that way they're, they're not ostracizing them and creating. What's going to happen, though, is this is going to be a, a real risk for Stacey Abrams to be governor of Georgia. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's see. All right. And, and here's where we'll, I, I agree. Come listen to us. Let's have let's have some open dialogue. Let's not hate each other. The, the hate this this division is not what I'm about. If you want to talk, let's talk. If you're full of shit and you just want to sit there on Timcast and I don't know, you know, act like you're open to these ideas. Listen, I guess that's, you know, I'll be wrong. Cause I, I don't know. I know you've been, I know you've absolutely been crushed by the establishment. I know you've been treated, um, you know, poorly to say the least, but that's the Republican party. Um, that's not who I am. If you want to have that conversation, like I said, open invite, please, uh, get this to Marjorie Taylor green. Uh, she's definitely on getter and anybody that and everybody that knows who she is, we should be able to call and talk to each other, uh, anytime, honestly, and see about making this, making this something bigger for, not only us, but for kids, right? Like, I mean, I've got three kids. She's got three kids, both small business owners. And to, to push this to the forefront so that we have a peaceful resolution to the, the current situation and to see and to provide those guys with a peaceful solution on the, the way out. Like I've got it. I can tell you right now, I have the solution for what's going on. How bad do you want a peaceful solution? Let's have it out with the last comment, like what this is going to result in is Stacey Abrams. It might, it might, if Republicans are going to back Brian Kemp or any of the other Republicans, David Perdue, oof, you will probably get a Stacey Abrams. And I honestly think that there's this many Republicans in the field to do just that. 
I think there is honestly a conspiracy behind closed doors to hand the state of Georgia over to Stacey Abrams. I think it was agreed upon in 2018. And I think that's where they are headed now. I think they want a big victory for Georgia. And that would be a Democrat big victory. Now, I will tell you what that results in is not the end of freedom. It is not the end of liberty. It is not the end of peace. It's the beginning of people waking up even further, people being agitated, people pushing back and fighting and getting local. It is a system at the state level even that, that begins to crumble right in front of their face. And that's good. People will engage their mayors. People will engage their sheriffs. People can go to Helios on the Helios tab of RadicalPod.com and start to download and copy the resolutions that are there. Take them to your mayor, take them to your sheriff, and demand decentralization, localization of, of government. You can do it. You have to fight this tooth and nail everywhere you can and where you can be most effective is at your state and local level, mostly your local level, especially away from giant cities. You've got all the power. It's just, are you willing to take action? So, yeah, this might result in Stacey Abrams becoming governor, uh, which will also greatly, greatly uh, speed up the decentralization process, which I'm excited about. I'm excited about all this kind of stuff. And um, like I said, I've got the plans. I've, I'm I'm ready to go, uh, and when this when I, when this thing kicks off and this bell curve comes around, we're primed. We're ready. There is tons and tons and tons for us to do. Um, but I'll tell you what I see this as a, a giant, giant white pill moment. I am absolutely beside myself. The fact that we've got uh, you know people talking about us nationally all over the place right now. And that is because of you guys. So thank you guys for tuning in. I think that's where I'll leave it. Uh, join us tomorrow. I think we may even do it live. Uh, might be a lot of fun. At any rate, uh, thank you guys. Until next time, I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take this 